Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the show connecting you to positivity here in our community. And we have some of my favorite super special guests in here, some superstars today. Want to say hi, Melissa? Hello. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a superstar, but girl, you, you're like a rock star, please. And you brought like your rock star team with you. I do have the rock stars with me. <laughs> so for people who don't know you, um, just tell them who you are and a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Melissa Fulling. I started the organization Live Like Cameron. We are a Flagler County childhood cancer organization. And how did you get started? And um, just tell us a little bit about Cameron. So uh, we started this when I lost my son to cancer. Basically, we were inspired by his love of life. Um, He always wanted to give back and help others. He always had a positive attitude. So he inspired us to start this organization, as well as uh, the community gave back to us the whole time we were going through this battle. So we were inspired by the community as well. And we wanted to do something for the other children in Flagler County battling cancer. And so I know you've been kind of like on this really incredible mission and you've been helping all these other families. So people who have never heard of the organization, what what have you been doing since then? So we obviously we help out the Flagler County children and families financially the best we can with bills, um, gift cards, groceries. And we love to help them celebrate milestones such as end of chemo, birthdays, holidays. We um, also have a program for the children that are hospitalized. We bring them what we call our bags of hope. And um, what we have in those bags are comfort items such as new bedding for their hospital room, stuff to decorate their rooms with, and toys, games, whatever they want. And you've gotten really creative over the years with these bags, right? I have fun with them. (laughs) I love to theme them out. (laughs) So tell us who you brought with you today. So with me right now is the beautiful Alea, and I have our cheerleader, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, um, you know, how did your journey get started? Um, I'm Alea, and basically I was almost two years old when it all happened, and I had eight chemo treatments. Um, My cancer that I had is called retinoblastoma, which is cancer in the eye, and it's in my right eye. Wow. So I have a prosthetic in. I didn't even notice. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. what has, has it, what has it been like, the journey for you, and, and is it something that's recurring and comes back, or is it, is it cured? It's cured, I'm pretty sure. Um, I go to MRIs, and I'm always good when I go. So what was it like when you were going through the treatments um, as a young child? I don't remember. You're really young, young. Yes. Okay. So how are you? How do you help support the foundation now? Um, I go on the walks um, that they have. She help, she volunteers a lot at all of our events. She's so modest. She's yes. like, I, I just feel like I just do whatever. Alay and her mom are always <laughs> like the first ones to volunteer to help. So wait, mom's here too. So come over here and and, and tell us a little bit. So. Um, Tell us a little bit about her journey and what it was like when you guys, uh, when she was first diagnosed, and then, you know, how have you kind of battled it and been a champion since? Um, as she as she said, she was uh, almost two when we found out. I just kind of noticed now what a lot of people notice is the glow in her eye, and it went from like a hazy, light gray color to almost orange, and it's like something isn't right. I knew that mom feeling that that moms get. I said, something isn't right. 
And we finally found um, a doctor that would take her at her age. So we went through all that. They kind of expedited everything because they knew exactly what it was. But like she said, eight rounds of chemo. We lost track of how much radiation she has had because it's been, it was so long. But MRIs and everything, um, I'm happy that she doesn't remember most of it because she cried, cried, and cried. And it was extremely hard for her. So I know, and it was hard for us, um, but she's always kept such a happy spirit about it, no matter what. She's had her moments, but overall, she's been super happy about it. She's become more comfortable with her prosthetic, and I absolutely love it because we were worried about how it was going to affect her and how she was going to view herself. Yeah, I just met you, and I, I had no idea. So um, when you went to go and tried it to get diagnosed, get diagnosed or was it difficult to get doctors to listen to you it was um i called uh i was at work and i called around for about two weeks trying to find someone my co-workers called it was about four of us i think that were just we were just google call 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 even after explaining what it was that i saw and what it was even her doctor didn't do much of anything um she gave us eye drops that was pretty much it and uh Finally, we got to that one doctor after about two and a half weeks. They said it takes about 72 hours to just to make the appointment. They called me back in about an hour and said, bring her in tomorrow if you can. I immediately knew something was wrong. But it did take quite a while, unfortunately, for someone, even after explaining what the issue was, to say she can come in because she was so young. They wouldn't take her for whatever reason. So what do you think the challenges are for parents, Um, you know, especially when you have a doctor who's kind of telling you maybe you're overreacting or, you know, that situation? It's that. that We're overreacting. We're not. That's not actually what what it was. Because when I went to her, actually went to her doctor four times from, I think, July of uh, 2010 to like November. Each time we went, I explained what it was. Her dad even took her, called me. I explained what it was. And just talking to them, it was, well, it doesn't sound like it's much. Just take her to your pediatrician. Take her to a pediatrician. We did. Nothing happened. So it was almost like we were brushed off until we got to that one doctor in Maitland. And that's when they said, bring her in. We probably know what it is. So what would you say to a parent who's like, "Uh, I I don't want to rock the boat. I'm a little nervous. Rock it. Rock that boat. Be persistent. Go with your gut feeling. And just just know that that's what it is. We saw signs, but we didn't pay attention to it. I didn't think much of it. But that feeling finally came over me, and it didn't sit well with me until we found out exactly what it was. So definitely be persistent um, and just know that feeling. And the boat, rock it. That's, that's some confidence right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alan, how, talk about your situation and how long you've been doing your, your battle. Um, well, in... 2018 in March, I got diagnosed with a mixed germ cell brain tumor in the pineal gland of my brain, which is the midbrain. Um, after that, I had six brain surgeries, six rounds of chemotherapy, and 40 treatments of radiation to my skull and spine. And I had about eight months of physical and cognitive therapy after that just to rehabilitate, to get back to school and all that kind of stuff. And you look amazing. I mean, thank is, you, it, thank is it you. cured? Yes, thank goodness. Are there follow-up treatments, or what? how does it work? Every six months, I go for an MRI up in Jacksonville. Now I'm going to Baptist Health. I'm not too sure what the, the hospital or clinic's called. 
uh, every six months for blood work and then an MRI. How did the, having the diagnosis kind of affect your life? Because you must have been in, what, early high school maybe? Sophomore year, yes. So how did that kind of change your life? It completely turned my life all the way around. I woke up one day with double vision, almost like you're looking cross-eyed. And I saw that 24-7, and then we figured out something's wrong. This isn't normal. Um, and then we went and did testing, went to to Nemours, did the MRI, got my first brain surgery, and I felt, I felt quote-unquote crazy after that because they touched my brain. They, you know, went deep inside my brain. Um, and it's just been a roller coaster ever since. After each brain surgery, each round of chemo, round of radiation, it's it's a joyride. Have you felt better? Felt better every single day. I'm alive. It's it's a blessing. So how does how do you think it's changed your perspective on life? Like you know, so many people are like um, they're very careless about life in general. How has it changed you? It made me realize we only have one chance at life. We shouldn't really take. I don't know if it's take advantage. We should be grateful for each and every day, each and every second, I should say. Um, don't take things for granted and learn from every single obstacle that you overcome. And what has, how has the foundation been able to support you? They, they help me each and every day. They help my family each and every day. It's just such an inspiration to look at a foundation that helps so much other people that are going through the same kind of situation as I am. They helped uh, my parents pay bills. They helped my siblings, you know, be happy in the hospital with gifts and stuff like that. And they also helped me because they're just awesome. <laughs> they are awesome, aren't yes, they? Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, what do you say to other students or other kids who are here? How old are you now? I am 21. And what are you doing with yourself these days? <laughs> I'm finishing up my Associates of Arts. Nice. Yes. And what, what's your goal? Um, do you have a goal as far as, like, what you want to be when you grow up? Yes. I'm going to transfer over to UCF and uh, pursue public relations, the bachelor's program. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you say to other um, people your age that are going through the same thing and they're like, I just don't know if I can make it? You can. Um, you, you can make it for sure. Um, there's people out there that will help you and... I'm out here to help you if you ever need. You can do anything you set your mind to. That's that's in a minimized phrase I could say. So, Melissa, what do you think about like the struggles and the the, the perseverance of these kids, these young adults? I mean, <laughs> they're amazing. Part of me sees a little bit of Cameron and all of them, and I'm just so proud of all of them to be so happy and positive. It just makes me so proud. That's awesome. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to switch in. We got some more awesome people for you to hear from. We'll be right back. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039.
Yes, absolutely. Palm Coast is blessed to have a company like this. Owners that care about not only about the community, but they care about hiring within Palm Coast and providing um, nice salaries for those that live here. And they, they really, truly invest back within. All right, so we are back with the Live Like Cameron Foundation and some of these most amazing kids out here. So, Melissa, um, I know we're, we kind of switched our guests, so tell us who else we have with us today. Okay, so now we have our little superstar, Kaylee, <laughs> and we have the beautiful Emily. Awesome. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks. All right, so who wants to talk first? Tell me about the carts. Who's, cart, who's the cart project? That's yours? That's Kaylee. Okay, yeah. Okay, so how did you guys get it started? What is it? What is it? I can help her a little bit. Okay. Um, so when Kaylee was diagnosed, she was really, really young. Um, as a matter of fact, her mom said she also doesn't remember most of her treatments. And being so little, um, her mom, you know, really got a good use out of having a wagon. Ah. To you know, so that Kaylee didn't have to go in a wheelchair, so she didn't have to walk. So they would push her around in a wagon and put all the stuff you acquire in the hospital in the wagon. So her mom had... Um, reached out to me and said, you know, I think it'd be a great idea to gift um, newly diagnosed little children with a wagon as well as a bag of hope. So, you know, it was kind of inspired through Kaylee's journey. So we call them Kaylee's carts and we just started it. <laughs> and Kaylee got to go with me to deliver our very first cart. Oh, she was it? really excited. It's kind of like riding in a limo, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So mom, can you tell us a little bit about this, the project? So, yeah, when um, Kaylee was diagnosed, she was only nine months old. And at the time, I had a two-year-old as well. Um, So, like she said, you acquire a lot of stuff and you do a lot of move in and out of the hospital. Um, So we had our famous red cart. They literally called us the family with the red cart. (laughs) And um, so, like Melissa said, after um, we thought about this, one of the greatest treasures to us and it also makes it fun for them um is to be pulled around in a wagon and it's also a great thing um when you're in treatment you get to go to like amusement parks sometimes and stuff like that and our wagon was a godsend for there too because and when you have a stroller people tend to cut you off or stop short in front of you and when you have a wagon they don't do that so there's benefits to it um, it holds a lot of stuff, and it's good for multiple children. But like I said, it just makes it an adventure for them to be pulled around. So we thought, wow, this would be really neat for other um, kids and families to have um, a tool um, to help them on their trips because you have multiple stays, um, and you take lots of stuff. So what kind of stuff can you pack into your carts? Like, if you go to, like, the food truck, you can, like, put food in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, or if you, like, go to a garage sale, you can bring your wagon and put all the stuff that you get from the garage sale in the wagon. I love garage sales. <laughs> do you like to garage sale? What's the need? Do you find, like, fun stuff there? What, what do you like to find? One time, my mom went to a garage sale, and she found this cool princess, princess um, scooter. Oh, wow. And it could... Um, light up and stuff. Do you get to ride it? Do you get to ride it at the hospital too? Mm, not really. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're like really fast though, huh? Yeah. That's cool. So how does it make you feel to be able to take other kids a red wagon? 
It seems very fun because, like, after I got to go through it, then they would probably have, like, a lot of fun doing it, too. That's cool. So what did they say when you brought that very first red wagon over there? They were happy, and the mom made a joke about, like, you're going to be pushing me in that wagon. (laughs) The red wagons, those those things are last year a lifetime, right? (laughs) That's cool. So, Emily, tell us about your story. Hi. So I was 17 and borderline 18 when I first got diagnosed. It was around my birthday in October, and I noticed I had, like, a huge mass on the right side of um, my arm, under my armpit area. Oh, wow. And the only reason I noticed is because I did dance, and I thought I was losing weight quite fast, but this was not. It was just there. So we went to the hospital, and they just tried to tell me that I had, like, a lipoma, and I was like, I don't think that's it. And they were telling me, like, it, you can leave it alone. It'll be fine. And then my mom demanded for them to get the scans. And then as soon as we got the scans, we realized that it wasn't um, a lipoma. It was a Hodgkin's disease. Wow. Yeah. So then I had about approximately six rounds of chemo. And then it, I needed a little bit more. So I think we did two after that followed by a month, I believe, of proton therapy. And you look amazing. How long has that been? Uh, It's going to be four years in October. Yeah. So how do you feel like it helped change? How do you think it changed your life? Um, So it made me feel like I can do things spontaneous. I know that's a weird word to say, but when I was going through the chemo treatment, I realized this is my senior year. I cannot just let this be like let myself be defined by the cancer itself so i decided to keep going doing choir dance and all the activities so i still continue to live by that like if i want to do something instead of saying oh i'm going to regret it i'm not going to do it maybe and being hesitant i decide to do things like do sga go to college you know all those things that i might second guess i go ahead and do it because i know that we only have one life you must inspire your friends. They're like, wow, I'm going to be like Emily when I grow up. <laughs> yes, actually. I, my <laughs> friends are now going back to college. So I think it does put a little bit perspective for them. What do you want to do when you when you graduate? Uh, I actually graduated with my bachelor. Already. You're already graduated? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm 22. I forgot wow. to mention. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, I am going to continue college. Uh, I want to get my certification to become a temporary teacher so far. So I need to do the subject area test, and then while I, once I get my license, I'll become a teacher, and then I want to do my master's. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're like further along than most adults. <laughs> I, I don't know yet. <laughs> That's really cool. I still got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, but you're, I mean, you're, you're full of energy, and you're so positive. And so how do you think working with the Cameron, Live Like Cameron Foundation helped you? Um, it helped me because it gave me perspective about our community and the people that we surround ourselves with. I want to also branch out and help at any moment. So when I was in college, I decided to do uh, different profit, nonprofit organizations through my clubs as an outlet because I realized that, yes, I'm just one person, but one person can be enough to help others. So I think it's inspired me to live like her. <laughs> She is definitely a live like Cameron kind of kid. <laughs> That's awesome. So is everybody going to sign up and take part in the race that's coming on the run? Yes. Okay, the, the walk. <laughs> yeah. 
the walk. So, Lisa, tell us a little bit about the walk and what's coming up. Okay. So, on September 24th, we have our annual 5K uh, fun run slash walk. <laughs> and it will be a town center. Um, basically, all our, we call them Flagler Warriors, all our childhood cancer kids and teenagers and young adults will be there. Well, the ones that can be there will yeah. be there. And they start the race off and... We do lots of fun things like uh, this year our theme is superheroes, so we're going to have everybody dress as a superhero, dress in gold, and um, we have prizes. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully the community will come out and support these kids. And so if people want to be a sponsor or get involved, is there an opportunity to still do that? Yes. uh, Sponsorships go through September 3rd, um, and they can always contact us uh, through the website, livelikecameron.org. And so what are the, some of the other things that you guys do? I know you do a couple of other fundraisers, right? Yeah, we've got a couple coming up. Um, we have the uh, rodeo, which is a lot of fun. We, last year was our first year, and we also have our calendar shoots going to happen at the rodeo this year. Nice. So we're excited about that. <laughs> um, we also have the Shave for the Brave, which is every December. That's our biggest fundraiser. Um, that's a beard shaving event. Yeah, tell people a little bit about that who don't know because it's it's like No Shave November or yeah. something, right? So basically we kind of get everybody who's grown out their beards for No Shave November and we go into <laughs> December and do a shave off your beard event and they pay to have their beard shaved and there's teams that raise money. And last year we raised uh, $75,000. Wow. Yeah. Our goal this year is 100000 So That's incredible. Yeah. Do, do they excited. pay by like the single hair or what? <laughs> That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, so that, that uh, fundraiser we used to bring gifts to the families and the siblings and to the kids in the hospital that will be there for Christmas. Oh, wow. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, and then what else? Because I think you used to do a golf tournament. Are you still doing that? Yes, we have. Th- well, this time of year is our smaller golf tournament, but that's September 30th at um, Grand Reserve. Um, we have also a tattoo artist in town, Pineapple Inc. Ooh is donating $40 or the charge is $60 to get a cancer awareness tattoo. And they're giving $40 back to live like Cameron. Oh, wow. Where are they? Do you know where they're located? Um, St. Joe's Plaza. Thank St. you. St. Joe's Plaza? Yes. So they're, are they new? Yes. Yep. Okay. They're brand I was, new. I had heard of them. Yep. I believe they opened up in July. Oh, nice. Yes. It sounds like a new story. Yes. Yes. That should be fun. And so you have kind of like two major events kind of back-to-back then, right? Yes. Because <laughs> you have the, the walk and then you've got the golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And then is Maze Days doing a gold, Go Gold Day? Do you know that they're doing this year? I saw they're definitely bringing the – I haven't heard from them yet, but they almost – they do it every year. So I am sure they'll do something, but That's I have not heard yet. So what does it mean to the foundation to get like this kind of community support? Because, I mean, so often nonprofits struggle to raise money. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's tough, especially right now. You know what? People are struggling financially, so it's tough. But, you know, even if you take the financial part out of it, I think it just means a lot for the kids to show that people, you know, care about them and support them. So so how many not, kids do we have in, in Flagler County? So we are at 36, um, you know, in different, you know, stages of their diagnosis. Um, you is know, that pretty typical or is that like a little high? I feel like it's high, but when you hear of other cities, you know, they've got the same numbers. So we're kind of normal. I think so, which I, isn't normal, but kind of standard. Well, I don't even what's the right word for that? People say it's rare, but it's not. It's not. It's not rare. So, you know, I know that pitching for more funding for cancer research has been a big priority. Has there been any movement on that? 
as far as you guys know? Unfortunately, everything you hear about and read about is parents trying to raise money for that kind of stuff. You know, it's not a lot of funding from the government for childhood cancer. It's still staying the same. Yeah. Yep. So if you guys are out there listening, it's election season. Remember, this could be one of your platforms. Exactly. And then you could follow through on it. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Okay, so we've got to wrap it up. So how do people find out information all about Live Like Cameron Foundation? So we have a website, livelikecameron.org. We're also on Facebook under Team Cameron. Um, we're on Instagram as Live Like Cameron. So we just want to tell you guys, thank you very much for being here. And um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, we can't wait. And I know you're going to have a great turnout this year. I just feel like... You know, people, for some reason, things have kind of changed and, and people are shifting back to wanting to give and be involved. Yeah, I hope so. So I really hope people will be involved. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we want to thank Coastal Cloud, uh, Joe Wright, and the Quantum Family of Companies, Flagler News Weekly, and WNZF News Radio for sponsoring the show. And we will see you guys next weekend.